Hi, my name is Trevor Jackson. Welcome to Tomorrow Is Mine, the podcast that features students and recent graduates sharing their life experiences and their hopes for the future. Shreya Kulkarni prides herself on being a city girl. She comes from Pune, a city of 7 million people that neighbours on the 20 million strong metropolis of Mumbai in India. So what brings a young girl halfway across the world to study in the comparatively unpopulated, laid-back coastal destination that is the Gold Coast? And how has her experience here changed her outlook on life? Let's find out. Hi, my name is Shreya Kulkarni and I'm doing a double master's degree in marketing and international hospitality and tourism management from Griffith University. And I'm from India originally and I came here about a year ago and I'm enjoying so far. So far, that's good. (laughs) Well, Shreya, welcome to Tomorrow is Mine. You come from Pune, which is a city of about 7 million people and one that has frequently been ranked as one of India's most livable cities. What was life like growing up there for you? So, as I've not lived in any other city, I can say that it was pretty amazing. It's a small city as compared to like the other big cities in India, like Mumbai, Bangalore, Delhi. So we have what you would call the Indian version of a quieter life. And me and my family, we stay a little to the outskirts of the main city, so it was not as busy or crowded. I flew over Pune for the first time last year, and it was night time, and it was hard to tell where Pune ended and Mumbai started. I know they're about, I think, something like 150 kilometres apart. Yeah. But Pune is is around 7 million people. Mumbai is around 20 million people. (laughs) And it's just like the urban sprawl just doesn't seem to stop between those two cities. So what is it that distinguishes Pune from Mumbai, for instance? It's like a satellite city of Mumbai in a lot of ways, yeah? Yeah, so the thing is, we, we, all, we have this joke amongst us, it, the, the amount of time it takes to go from Pune to Mumbai, the same amount of time it takes to go to get from outside of Mumbai to inside of Mumbai, <laughs> like especially the airport. So we, th- this is always like a running joke, so if it takes like two, two and a half hours, it literally takes two and a half hours to get from the outskirts to, let's say, the airport, which is a little middle of the city. I think in terms of traffic, it is not as, as intense as Mumbai, but I think like I said before, like in Pune is uh, a little more quieter, it's an IT hub as well, so there are like a lot of people from various parts of India coming there. Like the thing is, you're, you're right, like Mumbai, like I think we keep developing to the outskirts so much more because the intensity of the population, people who move there keeps on increasing and like we don't have the infrastructure, enough infrastructure in the middle of the town to accommodate so many people. So yeah, there's like development and like people keep building like outside, outside, outside because they don't want to like stay in the city and like, you know, have the traffic and the noise, yeah. population every single day. And for those people who choose to live on the outskirts of the city, do they not have to travel into the city to work? Do they generally have work nearby? I think that depends. So I think yeah, a lot of people who probably cannot afford to live inside the city stay outside for a lot of people, maybe they like the quiet, so they stay in the outskirts. So it depends on various reasons. I think in Pune especially, it's not like that there are offices only in just one area. So it's it's pretty widespread. So like the IT hub, it is at like a few places. Then like we have like people who work at restaurants and stuff like that. So that's pretty much entirety of Pune. Like you can go to any place and like 
we have great places offices and everything so i don't i don't think there's like a particular area where you have everything so people have to travel just there so it's more it's decentralized pretty, yeah yeah it's pretty varied in terms the interesting aspect of india is that there are i think almost 30 states and then a whole bunch of other territories on top of that and each of them has their own culture their own cuisine their own customs yeah. it's almost like 30 different countries rather than one big country right yeah. it's very very distinct Pune is within the state of Maharashtra yes, which includes Mumbai. So you would have grown up speaking Marathi? Yes, yeah. that's what I speak. Can you tell me a little bit about the culture of your home state and what defines that part of India? All right, so a little history that Shivaji Maharaj was a really really great warrior. So he is from Maharashtra and he defended the region against uh, the Mughal emperor at that time. So that's like a very short brief history and then there were peshwas after that so they were not descendants but like they came after shivaji maharaj so the middle like uh, like i mentioned before like the central parts of pune so that we have like a palace over there which is shanivarwada so that is where the peshwas stayed so i think it it's a little bit of a royal sort of a thing so you know blue blood so people people say that uh, people from pune are like a little snooty or something like that i i <laughs> is that true i i would, are you a little snooty <laughs> i would i would say so like are i are you I, are you a bit of a snob well a little bit <laughs> i am so well, there's a confession i love that <laughs> so um i think um, in india especially like every place has such a long history that you know like the traditions have evolved over years and years and years the culture the food that we eat what we follow everything has just evolved so much over the period of time like you go to another state everything will be completely different like the food the customs the religion tradition everything will be so different so i think that is what i love about india the most and pune especially because it's like a cosmo area it's an it hub we have evolved and we have so much modernity now so we have like a huge buildings and complexes and a lot of people from other states other countries visiting so i think the shift has sort of moved from like the traditional place that it was when let's say my parents were in their college days as opposed to like i think in the last 20 30 years there has been like a big shift becoming a more modern country yeah Yeah. I think so. But those traditions are still very strong as you say and there's such a rich long history in the country. It is. So like if if there's like a festival and I'm like I I don't know either my mom every time she calls me she's like you know this thing is there in like a few days so you know pray or don't eat this or you know try to eat something sweet you know stuff like that so even back home like there are a lot of people who still follow like small holidays and so holidays like festivals that we have and stuff yeah. like that so you guys have festivals all the time yeah, it's like so you know, it's, there's always a festival going on somewhere in india yeah yeah <laughs> literally always like i think at least twice a month my mom would tell me there's something going on so you know don't eat this eat this and don't go out at this time and you know like eat something like this get something sweet for yourself because we're celebrating as well <laughs> so there's there's something always going on you're right about that You pride yourself on being a city girl and you say that your life at home was somewhat chaotic and very busy. Can you explain to me what your life was like growing up in Pune? My school life was still a lot calmer than when I went to college and then university. So in school it was just, like I said like we had to get up super early in the morning. So I came home I would have lunch and I would like take a nap. 
for like uh, when I was young obviously then like when we didn't have homework or nothing like classes or anything but I think after 7th grade I think we had like swimming classes so I used to go for that um, then math tuition so I used to go for that as well and then sometimes you had to stay late from school for like some exp- like science experiments and labs and stuff like that so I think after 7th um, grade my life was a little more intense and then when I went off to college I was doing um, a French course so I, I learned a little bit of French as well so there was this college in French and then I did a diploma in liberal arts as well so I think aside from college I was doing that German then I le- learned a little bit of coding so I know like C C++ a little bit no way am I an expert in any of these things but yeah I I, I like learning new things I want to like know stuff about So I think that has kept me pretty busy because sometimes it takes a lot out of you when you're doing so many things at the same time but I like to keep myself busy. But how was it chaotic in what ways? It was chaotic because um, I I can give you an example. So when I was in my second year of graduation, my bachelor's, so I had a French class in the morning at 8 a.m. and it is pretty fast. So I I had to leave at like 7:15 ish, wake up at 6:30 in the morning, then have a little to eat then I had a class from 8 to 10 it never ends at 10 it always used to go like till 10:30 or whatever because there's always discussions in classes and then everybody wants to talk and then somebody's correcting and so 10:30 and then um, my college was at 12 so uh, in india i think most unis have a specific time and like we don't have an option in subjects so like it was 10 to 5:30 5:40 that was our college time so then after 10:30 I, i didn't want to go back home and come back so i used to just go one of my friends stayed very close to uni so i was i used to just go and um, hang out with her then we had uni from 10 to 5:30 and then i had a coding class from 6 to 8 so i used to pretty much you go had a back coding class was that part of uni or no, something no, separate yeah i did it for myself yeah uh, so that was like the c um, c programming language class so that it was from 6 to 8 and because 8 is such uh like because most offices end at 6 so people are like from 6 to 9 there's a lot of traffic everywhere so when i left there my class at 8 i used to reach home by 9 sometimes 9:15 so you've spent 12 hours of your outside, day in yeah. lessons I would say then 40. you've got your travel time either side yes, of that yes yes yeah. is that typical for a lot of indians to work long days whether they're at uni or i think So I wouldn't say I was the only person who was doing it. Uh, I think a lot of people took a lot of efforts to, you know, do something other than like just the college course. A lot of people were working part-time um, or internships or something like that. A lot of people were doing extra courses. So one of my friends, um, Disha, she was learning Mandarin. She was there with me for French as well. And then when we finished that, she was studying Mandarin. Then... Um, one of my friends he uh, was doing his internship um, side by side so he was to like go in the morning sometimes miss a few classes so in india it is so competitive that you have to do something to set yourself apart from everybody else because then there's no way that you would you would have like a distinctive advantage because everybody is doing it like for example if i just did my college then there were like 240 people in just one college in our batch so all of them are doing the same thing So if nobody did something different then for example if all of us let's say want to do a job after we complete our graduation then there's no way that somebody that's a recruiter would select me or I would get into the uni that I want or I would be able to 
start a business or whatever. Like, is that a competitive culture or is it just out of necessity because there's 1.3 billion people yeah. that have got only so many opportunities within that society? Is it more that or is it really super competitive? I think it is super competitive because especially like if you want to do uh, like an MBA in India, so we have an entrance exam and you have to get like a percentile of 99 to even qualify to they're like top 10 colleges in India. So to qualify to like the top five, you have to get 99. And then there's like group discussion, there's interviews, they see your experience, etc, etc. And then also there's a very less chance that you'll get into one of those colleges. So it is that competitive, like out of thousands, lakhs of people, rather, they apply and like, I think about five to 6,000 only get in. So you can see like the ratio. So now that I've answered you, I think it is out of necessity. Like now that I'm like reflecting back, I think it's out of necessity. But did you think about it at the time? Was Is it a conscious thing or you think, no, I just have to do this? You, it's only now in reflection that you... Yeah, I, I think it's a con- conscious thing because I can name like out of all my friends, I can name everyone who's done at least one thing other than uni, anything. They can even like do an online course, for example, any, even the simplest of things or like, you know, taking another course or like you know a big deal like that everybody has done at least something it is pretty intense like if you think about like statistically and like the numbers and like in a very very logical way obviously there are like the population so much so that there are many opportunities there are many jobs but there are equal number of people who are competing for it so you have to be like extremely outstanding to be that one person who gets selected for anything that you want to do you went to university in Pune. You went to the MIT World yeah. Peace University, they call it there, don't they? Yeah, so it, it, I studied international business, so I really like that. So you're doing international business there. You were studying French. Yeah. On the side, you're doing coding. Yeah. And in your mind, what was your goal that you wanted to achieve? What was your career going to be when you graduated from university? It's all well and good to do all these extra things to give yourself an advantage over your potential competitors for a yeah. career. But what did you want to do? So the reason that I took up coding, it's because uh, so my mom is an engineer. And so she's like, you know, you, sh- you, you should at least know the basics of this. I had absolutely no personal interest in it. I, I still did it. And when I did it, I liked it. But that was not my, like, something in coding or, you know, programmer or something like that, like, you know, a web designer or web developer. That was not something that I, that I saw myself doing. But I mostly, I've always been interested in marketing. I think that was somewhere my end goal, I think, if you would say. So but you weren't doing a marketing degree. You are no, doing so I was, business. Yeah, so I was, I was doing business. business. So yeah. but the thing is, we, we don't have such... Um, at least as far as my knowledge goes, we don't have such specialized or specific degrees like, you know, bachelors in marketing or something like that. You have to like select out of all the options that were available and business is the, I mean, business is the closest to marketing. And we did have like a few marketing courses. We had uh, digital marketing, we had finance, we we had maths, we had stats, we had operations. So we had all subjects related to business. So I think it gave gave me like an overall idea about what like if let's say if I have a current supply chain, then what would I be doing, or operations, or marketing, or finance, or whatever. So it gave me an idea, and then why business is such a good option because I didn't know what marketing. I mean, I we have an idea of what marketing is, but unless you actually do it, you're not sure what the career 
exactly is so i think because i studied business i understood like all the other things that come up when you do business and then it sort of cemented my decision that you know marketing is a really good option for me yeah so when you graduated oh actually no even before you graduated it was at the end of your first year you did a summer school in Absolutely. amsterdam yeah yes. can you tell where was that at and what was that about yeah uh, yeah so it was at a university so uh, i i don't want to mispronounce it but v r i g e so that's the yeah your dutch is as good as mine that's yeah, okay yeah so i i don't i don't want to like misspell it <laughs> okay uh, mispronounce it sorry so yeah so uh, we went to the university so we had uh, summer classes there and they had like a few industry professionals uh, coming in and basically telling us and we had a lot of soft skill as well like teamwork and management and by the end of it i realized how different university is in other countries because we never had classes where they like taught us anything other than like the syllabus so pretty much like this is what you will study we have textbooks and we study from the via textbook we have reference books and pretty much we study that and then we have an exam so when they were explaining of how they have assignments and they have like practical stuff as well i i was really impressed with how different it is because back home at least at my college we had 80 marks of written exam by the end of the semester and then out of the 20 marks we have a few for assignment a few for class attendance and stuff like that so i really liked uh, that fact plus they said that a lot of their uh, lecturers actually work and this is something that they have they were passionate about teaching and you know inspiring the next generation of students so a lot of them this is not their full time job this is their part time job and i really like so if somebody is working in that industry they have like the current knowledge as to what is happening yes. so then they can teach us so eventually when we graduate and have to start doing that we at least in theory know how it works so we can you know implement that in practical and get that experience so more practical information you found that in the european system as opposed to what you were getting in yeah. india which was more theoretical more theoretical because the thing is nobody uh, so that, like we have books and reference books so nobody like writes reference books every year or every 6 months we use them which was written 2 years ago or 3 years ago because nobody's going to keep updating like books for us we still had a no- lot of knowledge but the knowledge we have i wouldn't say it was as current as i personally would like for it to be right now what i'm learning is what i'm applying right now at my job so obviously i don't have all the knowledge i might just have 5% of it but at least i have 5% which i can use in practical so i think i like that difference more and plus amsterdam is very beautiful so <laughs> yeah so did you get to see much of europe during that summer school Yeah so we went to Amsterdam for a few days and then we went to Brussels and then we went to Paris as well I at that time when I was learning French so I think the reason that I applied to go was because I wanted to uh, visit Paris mainly You wanted to practice your French in yeah. Paris how But did that work I think even if you talk in French maybe they didn't understand my accent but then they replied to me in English I mean I don't know if it was if I was speaking so badly or <laughs> my accent was not recognizable yeah. or they just uh speaking They could clearly tell you weren't French but was that yeah. a bit of an insult that they would answer you in, in Yeah English? because because I was taking like I was legit taking an effort to like you know speak in French because obviously my French at that point I think I learned French for about 2 years 
so i think i would be able to like have a basic conversation at least you know so where is this where is that actually we went to disneyland when that happened and um, so i was trying to ask us there are two disneyland so we didn't know which one we, because we only have one day and we can only go to like one so i was trying to ask her where do you have like the scary rides because that is where where we wanted to go <laughs> and i was the only one who spoke french so i tried to ask her that can you give us a map so that you know we can see wh- which rides are where so that we can go decide which one to go to so i tried to ask her for the map and she literally said to me in english like you know if you want to go to scary rides you should go to this one as like okay thank you <laughs> and uh, yeah so and in english yeah yeah in english yeah so i mean i now i'm i'm not sure if it was uh, my accent or you know she like i i didn't speak correctly or something like that <laughs> not i'm not i'm still not sure about that now this is your first time out of india on your own Yeah you had previously traveled i think with your dad. Yeah so i i went to Malaysia for a competition. This is an academic competition? Yeah so uh, i was doing abacus which is uh, like an ancient mathematical tool so the one that uh, we used was it was like a japanese tool so it's like a square not square a rectangular box and then you there's a line in between and there is this one bead above and there's the four beads below so it's it's a mathematical tool so basically you do arithmetic calculations on that so i was selected for the international one going through all these competitions yeah. and how old were you then i was 10 you were 10 okay I was 10. so you went to malaysia with your dad i went with my dad yeah, yeah. but yeah. apart from that you hadn't been outside of india and this was your first time effectively on your own no so um, i Europe. think after my 10th grade i went to uae so one of my friends um, dad moved there for work so yeah i i went uh, with her essentially staying at her home so we so we went to literally everywhere in dubai sharjah abu dhabi so that was amazing but i was still like because i've known her for so long essentially her family is like we so close it's it's, it's like my family her parents mm. are amazing yeah so yeah you're right like essentially on my own that was the first time yeah so you graduate from mit and then you decide to come to the gold coast yes. why why did you want to come here so when i went to amsterdam one of the fun activities that we did was that there's this cafe on albert street and we had to um they gave us like 20 minutes and they gave us like a bunch of ingredients and they like all of you cook and they divided us into teams and none of us like because we stayed at home none of us knew how to like cook anything i mean you you know the stuff that you like but you don't know the stuff that you know like obviously the palate is very different from like indian european it's like no way similar so they were like just make <laughs> something <laughs> yeah, anything. anything which is edible yeah. just make so i think we were um, cooking and because I, i i was when i was a kid i was obsessed with like master chef i have seen every master chef america australia india ever made like ever i'm obsessed with master chef so i, I knew like some of the stuff So we like made a uh, spinach uh, dip and there was like pita bread and then we salted a few veggies and like a bun sort of a thing. That's what we made. So I think after that I really got interested into like hospitality and how stuff like that works. Just from this experience in Yeah, Amsterdam. just 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 from one <laughs> from one 20 minute experience yeah, yeah. with that. Okay. Yeah, and then then basically like we we had uh, so the food that we made we ate it and then everybody ate it so there were like few few people from the university as well so like a few of our the people who taught us so i think it was pretty like exciting because it, 20 minutes is literally like no amount of time to make something yeah 
so so i i think i was pretty excited about that as well so then uh, i was looking at like uh, stuff that i can do because marketing has always been my thing yes. so i was really interested in seeing marketing and hospitality and if i can like combine them together if there would be you know a course like that a degree like that a lot of places do have like a major and minor concepts so you can major in marketing and hospitality or hospitality tourism major minor or like double major or like specialization or something like that a lot of places have that so i i think i applied to a few universities but essentially i chose griffith university because um they have like a double degree so i'll get two degrees at the end of this and plus go coast is such a beautiful place to stay in i love beaches so that was one thing plus it's very livable very student friendly but how did you know about the go coast so i was basically researching um, universities online and because i don't have a lot of knowledge about australia i i just knew like the main places sydney melbourne brisbane like i mean i'm sure i would have heard go coast but i didn't know what it would be like and when i applied to universities then i started like searching for where they are and you know if i can actually stay at that place because you apply to everywhere and then is this place actually livable livable and i'm sure it is livable but can i live there <laughs> because i applied to um, a few colleges in switzerland and um, the intake was uh, october and the temperature there is like negative i'm sure and when i i was just searching you know like how was the temperature what clothes do you wear what are the fun activities to do around this place and you know just like what is life like there because i know what it is from outside but you know what do people actually do there and it immediately said like you know the temperature will vary from like 2 degrees to like minus 5 i am like i am not going here <laughs> i literally i literally said this to my parents like even if i get it i cannot stay here i mean i'm from pune i'm from india and we are like apart from like the northern part of india we are not used to cold like th- like right now go cuz this is their winter i am cold like i literally wear like sweatshirts today it's i think it's 19 20 degrees today celsius <laughs> it's not cold <laughs> Uh, yeah, but you are cold today. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I'm literally like wearing sweatshorts and stuff when I sleep, and like it, it is cold for me. So because it's never, it's never cold like back home. It's it's not cold at all. Mm. So I would. Well, you're in a tropical climate, effectively, yeah, aren't you? Yeah. It's subtropical here, so the winters are very short. So, yeah, 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 it's it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just two like months of compromise. I'm yeah, sure. I can it's manage. still sunny and twenty degrees. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> okay, you think that the Gold Coast. climate wise could work for you griffith is offering the kind of course the double degree you want to do so that ticks all those boxes but i think you'd only just graduated from mit and then you only had a few weeks and you had to basically yeah. pack up yes. so your busy chaotic life in pune suddenly got even it crazier was, it was so bad like it was literally i think we were literally scrambling at that point because it was um, you know applying for the visa hoping that the visa gets here and gets to us on time then the flights all the packing uh, then should i take food should i not take food like looking at accommodations here because obviously i'm not inspecting anything i just have to pretty much look at the photos talk to the person and hope that i like where i end up so the last 3 weeks was pretty much trying to get me to australia that was our aim essentially i think it was uh, but definitely worth it because i got here I love where I stay. University is good, and I think after I came here, my mom like sent me thirty kgs of like my 
clothes and 30 kilograms of clothes yes. <laughs> warm ones <laughs> you wouldn't have probably had too many but yeah, yeah no uh, i yeah I, I think i because i i came here end of june so i think it was last year wasn't as cold or maybe i don't remember but i don't think it was this cold last year because i don't remember complaining about how cold <laughs> it is as much as i'm doing it this year but uh, yeah no i'm not buying that it's not cold here okay so let's go through the situation here you've only got a few weeks to get here you've been accepted to griffith university but up until then apart from a trip to malaysia with your dad a trip to the uae with your friend and your friend's family who felt like your extended family yeah and a short trip and a summer school in europe you'd never really left india no and then you're coming halfway across the world yeah to the great southland and you don't know a single soul here do you you don't no, know so anyone before coming here nobody literally i nobody uh, wasn't that daunting what are you now 21 22 22 so 20, i came when, 22. when i came here i was 21 so yeah. you're 21 when you came here and you're coming all this way to a country you really don't know a lot about apart from what you've quickly sort of read up online yeah wasn't that daunting for you or did you just see that as a big adventure no so i think when i made the decision it wasn't as scary because i think when you do something you're more excited but when like that thought sort of sat with me and when i really thought about it then it started to become scary and i i always thought you know will i fit in will i have friends will i like it because like i said like when you externally think about something like you re- read about the life like there's beach there are like amazing cafes and it's like a smaller city as com- like as compared to like sydney and melbourne and people are nice and stuff like that so all of those things are there like i, I knew about all of that but it's it's still i didn't know if i would adjust to this and until this you is, get here and actually experience yeah, it for yourself you yeah. know, you don't know because it's like a two year commitment essentially i can't just be like you know i don't like it let let me see if i like melbourne and just move to another university that it does not work like that so i wasn't entirely sure and when i came here i was pretty scared how long did it take for you to know that you'd made the right choice i think uh, it took me about uh, a month or two when i came here i wasn't like oh my god this is a bad choice i was just i was trying to like take everything in because when i came and then oh, we had orientation i met a few people then our classes started and the first actually this is funny so the first day of class uh, we walk into like this massive auditorium and there are like 120 people easily in like the class and that was my first class and there were so many people hang on you come from india don't yeah. tell me there's so many people but in, like in our classes <laughs> we have like 50 people <laughs> we literally have just 50 people in our classes yeah so so you got a big lecture theater of 120 yeah. people and yeah and I, that, I, I, that's interesting that you would be overwhelmed by a situation like that yeah so and uh, because i didn't take like the campus tour it, it took me a little time to get to the class i was like i think 5 7 minutes late to it and i came and i was looked and i was standing at the corridor i was like oh my god i'm in the right, right classroom and then like uh, a professor he's like come in just take a seat and then like i saw one of my friends was there so that was a cool thing it yeah it, i think it took me like a month or two months to you know actually make friends like the people that um, i was staying with are absolutely like legends love them So you're in a share house, you? Yes, so yeah. I stay in a share house. So there are five people other than me. We have a small pool. And you're all students. Yes, everybody yeah. is a student. So I think all at Griffith University. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And all from elsewhere around the world, or some yeah, Australians so, as well. Yeah, so there are four, four of them are Australians. 
and one more girl she's from india so i met her year when i came so she's been really helpful as well taking me out because i didn't know where the indian grocery stores were because i was like when i came here essentially I was missing like because i i'd never cooked food like and then you just start doing that and getting used to cooking every day adulting essentially <laughs> so yeah it took took time for me to get used to it so i think people have been really nice to me which is surprisingly so you didn't expect them to be so nice yeah i mean like i said like i didn't have like a prejudice that people won't be nice to me i just didn't think that people would be so nice to me because where where i worked before where i work now they are very supportive very very nice people like going out of their way to help me during this entire corona while thingy uh one of my friends um, so because we were sort of tra- uh, avoiding public transport she used to take us to grocery shopping like literally every week sometimes even if she was not going and i was like i have to get something she's like yeah just hop in we can go in like 15 minutes so i think everybody has been so nice i'm honestly grateful that i have had such good experiences so, so you talked about the differences between the university curriculum in Europe as opposed to what you've been used to in India. Yeah. What about here? Is it more practically orientated here do you think? Yes, I think so because um a lot of uh, our classes so what we do is that it's like an, an analysis of let's say a brand or an industry or something that so we look at like the practices which are going on currently like a lot of our marketing courses and classes surround around like around taking a brand and doing like an analysis so what are their marketing tactics what are they doing in digital what are they doing in traditional marketing and stuff like that so we know what is currently happening in the industry so are many are like a lot of people using social media or they not using it are people using in store marketing more so you know stuff like that so we actually get to know certain things so that is even with hospitality i think it's it's a lot more practical so you have to get on your feet you have to research you have to do things I mean we still have a few exams it's not like we it's just practical we have exams to test whatever we have learned but it's it's not just exams it's other things as well so i yeah i really like the assignment part more than the exam part yes one of the things you mentioned working and one of the things you've done here off your own bat is you've sought out some internships yeah i know you're currently working as an intern with an organization at the moment you've just started one The previous one that you had was with a company called HTG. Yes. Can you tell me what you gained from that experience? What that was like for you and how relevant it was to you in terms of your learning curve in marketing? It was quite different because previously I had done and I was I worked in marketing before in India and digital marketing. I think why it was so different here is that previously I was not in charge of doing anything. because the thing is the workforce was so much and i had no knowledge at all they taught me stuff obviously i won't say that you know that was all waste obviously i i learned a lot but i didn't essentially do anything i just learned a lot of stuff and when i at htg i learned so much like related to social media marketing especially so i i did a lot of the stuff like content creation and stuff like that and and my current uh, job as well because I'm going to drop the team is smaller there's like a lot more responsibility and the shout out to Jacob he is absolutely amazing like the This people is your boss at the new company? Yes. Which is where? Where are you working now? Um at service.com.au so it's basically a trades and services online directory so for example if you it's Australia based so it's it's a pretty big thing but if you let's say want an electrician and 
Melbourne. You just go search and then you'll get options. So their marketing is more like email marketing, SMS marketing, social media and stuff like that. Very digital. Very focus, digital, yeah. yeah. But both of these organisations, you've, you've gained a, a wealth of knowledge, practical experience, yeah. but largely because they gave you responsibility for projects. They allowed you to take charge of a, of a particular task or a project. Yeah. yeah, so I was uh, I was not, not just, just, just like, it was basically a collaborative thing. So they like told me, and then I would give my opinion. And then sometimes you would like go another course based on like a combined idea. So I, I really appreciate that, you know, I'm contributing something, not just writing content or like publishing content, but I was like contributing and like making an idea into a reality. So that has been more important to me than just, you know, somebody telling me, okay, so you have to write this and then or publish this or whatever. And then I would just do that because that is not the difficult part of it. The difficult part is actually creating something which is like unique and which is nice. Yes. Yeah. So I think that I, I learned that more. Now that you've shared your experience of studying here, and you think your Gold Coast experience, you've, you've found it easier to, to settle in, to assimilate, that you've felt more welcomed here, a more personal experience? Yes, I think because there are so many universities here, there's a lot more student population. Yeah, there's three universities here. So yeah. it's surprising, isn't it, yeah. for a city this size? It's actually a big university city. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of um, student population. It's a much smaller town. So I think people are like more welcoming and a lot nicer, I think, as compared to like, if, if you think about like bigger cities, everybody's busy in their life. They just want to like, you know, go to work or wherever, like get things done, go back home. So it's, it's I think they're more busy in their lives. Your Gokos is a little more quieter and personalized. If you were going to offer advice to someone who was going to study overseas, anywhere, whether it was the Gold Coast, London, or wherever it might be, from your own experience, what would you say? What's the secret to getting the most out of your study experience abroad? I think I was holding on to my home life a lot more when I came here and I was a little hesitant to make friends or you know get out of that comfort zone of mine when I was because I stayed in Pune for like 21 years I had I've had the same friends not a lot has changed in my life essentially like I've grown up with the same people we had had the same neighbors for like years so you know that that was my life and I was sort of holding on to that for when I came here but I think letting go of like you know that comfort zone and putting yourself out there because I think because I put myself out there I got the internship which is I learned so much then place where I'm currently working then a lot of my friends my flatmates as well so if, if I would have just been holding on to what I had back home even though her, no matter how great it was I wouldn't have been able to have the experiences that I've had because I would have been still in that zone where, you know, I'm not adjusting, I don't have enough friends, or, you know, how difficult is it, why, you know, why why am I not adjusting? But I just, I think I just put myself out there, and I have had so many amazing life experiences in just one year, and I've learned a lot about myself, what I want to do, essentially. Because when you're out of your comfort zone is when, like, you learn the most, because if, you, if you're in that zone, then you just do what you know, what you like. You're not out there so because I went out there I have I think gained a lot of knowledge about myself and in general what I wish to do what I want to do so what do you want to do I don't know work in marketing travel a little bit the thing is because 
we are always used to in india like there's noise there are always people around i didn't know like a different life would be possible like obviously like i know it is possible but like until i came here i realized how much i really appreciate like the quiet and the calmness of a place so if i like think about like long term and living somewhere i don't know if it would be go coast or not but i would i would hope that you know i end up in a place which is you know this quiet and nice and beautiful so you don't think you'd necessarily go back to pune or back to india even the thing is i always believe on like not making up my mind about something so if i just say that you know i would never never go back to india or i would only stay in, in gokos i'm essentially like closing my mind to options if they ever become available Be I'm careful how you answer this. Your parents could be listening to this podcast. Yes, so. yes. I, I, I don't want to say yes. I don't want to say no. So I'm going to give a really, really vague answer to this. So there are no like future interpretations. Yeah. So I, I honestly, I, I love Goku. I've not, I've not seen a lot of Australia. I've, I still have to explore. But now that I'm here, I absolutely am in love with this place. But. Pune is my home. I am of this belief that no matter where you go in the world, home is just one place. So I am not saying that you know I just want to stay in Gokos. I just want to stay in Australia. Or I, I don't. I'm not saying that you know I'm. I'm definitely going to go home after a couple of years. I'm keep, keep my options open because if I get like an amazing offer or if I want to start my business one day or whatever, mm. so I, I want to like keep my options open. Do you think you'll take advantage of the three-year post-study work criteria that you'd like to stay here and at least work here? For three years, or maybe more after you graduate. Uh, yes, definitely. That is one thing that has been playing on my mind. I, I think I would because I've had so much fun working here. I definitely think I would like to do that full time and progress my career in the way that I want to. And uh, yeah, three years for sure, and then we'll see. I know it's only a year, but how do you think your experience? the gold coast has changed your outlook on life or changed you yeah so like i said before i didn't realize how much like staying in a quiet environment how important it would be for me because that that has not been our life i'm not even joking when i tell you this so back home uh, our house it's very close to the highway so like the motorway so at night like big cars and big transport vehicles and trucks and stuff so when they go on the highway they sometimes to keep themselves away they they honk really loudly so when i came here i literally downloaded an app with white noise to help me sleep because i'm like <laughs> the silence was deafening you couldn't is, sleep yeah. i literally couldn't sleep like at all so i downloaded the app and used to go like 3 hours or something and then it would like the noise would uh, that's like, extraordinary you had to do that yeah, so yeah i could I, i couldn't sleep i literally couldn't sleep but were your flatmates complaining about this white noise then no it is <laughs> I, you had the headphones yeah, on yeah 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 just in my room <laughs> suddenly suddenly sharing a house and all your flatmates going where's all this traffic coming from yeah <laughs> what's all this noise i can't get to sleep yeah no no tria <laughs> turn it down I think the first few days even though I was like so jet lagged the day that I came but I literally couldn't sleep at all but uh, now now I'm I'm used to like this you know this peace and quiet and and what what about the calmness in terms of the lifestyle here because we're in a city now of 600,000 people and there's a very relaxed a very laid back vibe about the way we live here How has that changed you and your outlook? Because you've come from a big city in India, a bustling city. Yeah, 
when i come home from work there's just so much time the thing is i previously worked from 9 to 5 sometimes 5:30 sometimes 6 everybody sometimes works overtime i used to come home by like 7:30 and leave by 8 so 8 and 7:30 that's like 12 hours so i used to come home so exhausted i just eat and sleep that was it but now like i leave like half an hour before work i come back home by 5 and there's just so much time there like 5 to like i have dinner around 9 so 5 to 9 there's like so much time i'm like what am i going to do in so much time like this this and was and you realize that people on the gold coast they're riding their bikes along the beach front yeah. or they're going for a surf or yeah. they're playing football in the park or whatever yeah, they so, do yeah so so like i i go for a uh, walk sometimes or i'll just like meet somebody like at 6 6:30 just hang out for an hour i mean this is such a weird thing to say but that took me by surprise because there's so much time now like to do you know what i want even if i'm just sitting and reading a book or like watching a tv series or i mean any any random thing there's just so much time to do what you want it is almost like th- yeah it is like almost therapeutic that you know you, you're working you're doing something productive like people who are like studying even uni like our universities like monday to friday we had it from like 12 to 6 so that's if you want to work or like have a part time job that's the time that most jobs are so you can't do anything other than uni so that that became very difficult for a lot of people so i think it is just so different that you can you can do like multiple things and still have you know time to yourself where you are just relaxing listening to music or just sitting and you know doing your assignment or a- any random thing so that i really appreciate somehow i don't think life will ever be quite the same again for shreya kulkarni if you'd like to explore the other podcast episodes or find out more about this series head to www.studygoldcoast.org.au make sure you rate the series with your favorite podcast portal and please share it with your friends my name is trevor jackson and i'll catch you next time for tomorrow is mine